It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church, triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and uh, well, it's always an exciting thing for me to be here with you on 94.1 on Sunday mornings from 8 to 9, just talking about the kingdom of God. And as I say, it's a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And this is show number 1070 today. And uh, I have Brother David Parrish here in the studio with me. He is the director of International School of Theology and Leadership. And I told him, that sounds pretty impressive to me. (laughs) Brother David, welcome to the show. Uh, Great to be with you, Pastor. Now, what is the School of Theology and Leadership International? Well, it was started in Zurich, Switzerland. I'm an international missionary by trade. And I walked away from a job in 1999 after coming, going on a mission trip to Mexico. God literally called me. I was on a train, and I knew that I knew that I was called. And um, I did overseas missions for about seven or eight years. Albania was my primary. And my wife makes a joke that God let me go to Switzerland because I would go to Albania. <laughs> and um <laughs> Big difference in the culture, but still great people. And I met a man there who started one there, and I liked it. I had, as I said earlier, I had grandiose dreams, but it didn't. We're not big, but we're fruitful and effective. Mm -hmm. Now, let's let's back up here. Uh, You were a missionary. Yes. Okay, now, how did that happen? How did you become a missionary? Well, that started back way up. I was... um, Started my walk with God in um, 33 years ago. Ran down an aisle on Mother's Day of 1989 in Houston, Texas. Okay. And then I moved back to Alabama where I'm from in 1990. Started going to a church where the pastor was doing this thing I'd never heard of called Evangelism Explosion. Um, me and you talked about earlier. So D. James Kennedy, right. Coral Ridge Presbyterian, Fort Lauderdale. Well, I started doing that. Moved to Thomasville, Georgia in 94, got, got married in 92, moved to Thomasville, and started doing it in churches there. And then in 07, we started this school. But back in 99, I went to um, Mexico, WJEP, the, I mean, you talked about that, the, the station I was on 30, 25 years ago. And, um, Talk about a radio station. Radio station right. in, in Thomasville. And um, on a train... God spoke to me and said, I got bigger work for you to do. You've been in sales for all your life and your job. So I came home, told my wife, she said, Praise God, I've known it for two years. <laughs> You've been miserable. How about that. I know. Yeah. I said, Why didn't you tell me? She said, yeah. God had to tell you what uh, my job. Sure. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's when I started going on mission trips. I went to Albania. I got an email uh, needing, short in advance, an explosion called EE. We'll call it that. And I went over to Albania and fell in love with the people, went back three to four times a year for the next seven or eight years. 
And then I met a man over there that I helped him start one of our schools. And um, God just really, really exploded the ministry there. And now we've transitioned. We went through a phase of teaching. I surrounded myself. Pastor, I tell people, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I do surround myself with smart people. <laughs> they make me. Be, that's, that's a good idea. They make me. Yeah. They make me a little sound a little bit smarter than I really am. Yeah. But um, so I got me some guys that are, you know, they got those PhDs, and I tell folks I got one from Alabama called Post Hole Diggers. Is my PhD. <laughs> <laughs> now, so, let, let, let me go back. I'm going to go back just a little bit further. Gotcha. Did you grow up in church? Yes, sir, brother. I, I tell people I had a drug problem. I was drugged drug church. church. You've heard that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have. <laughs> so I did. Yeah. But I didn't come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ till later in life. Okay. It was a it, it was a hellfire brimstone little Southern Baptist church, and I swear, Pastor, that Pastor's index finger was two feet long, <laughs> and he was reaching out to me, and, yeah, and I ran from it. Right. And so now I've got a sensitivity to the whole council. God is loving, but God is just. So you but you, you grew up in church yes. but but you didn't necessarily walk it out. No, and, sir. And, but then there came a day when God got hold of your heart, yes, changed everything. Yes. Then he began to speak to you about missions. Yes. And getting involved in missions. And yes. then of course a trip to Mexico and then that changed my life. And what's the name of this country again that you're working out of? Albania? Albania. Albania. But now, you mentioned Switzerland. Where does Switzerland come in here? I was on my way to Albania. Okay. I was sitting at a conference at Coral Ridge Church in, in Fort Lauderdale and met a guy from Switzerland who was in the evangelism ministry. And we got to talking. And I told him I was going to Albania. He said, well, man, stop and spend the weekend with me. I'll take you to the Swiss Alps. Well, brother, that's not something you turn down. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I flew in. He picked me up, and he and I became real good friends. And I went and helped him do some training there, and I met a lot of people there. And that's where I met the guy who helped me start this school. So it's been really an adventure that I'm not smart enough to plan out. Okay. But when you use the, the term school, yeah, we're not necessarily talking about brick and mortar, per se. No, sir. We're talking about uh, – Groups of students that you have under your care as yes. far as discipleship. Now, this brother in in Switzerland, this is where he was doing it. This was his heart. Yes. So he started the yes. school of uh, theology and leadership. Two thousand five. Okay, he started it. Yes, sir. And now, how many schools does he have? Are people well, he have worked with? It? He's probably see. He is um, the equivalent. He would be not in the same. Uh, vain, but he's the Billy Graham of Switzerland. He is, they wrote a book about him called History Maker. But Pastor, he's got, he started the biggest church in Zurich, Switzerland, but never pastored it. Okay. He's got a, he taught me about how to um, work yourself out of a job in discipleship. He taught me how to, to love young people to the point where you model what you wanted to see them do and you loved them and you met them where they were. Mm-hmm. And that's why we, we came back here and started a school in Thomasville. We never did get big like he did. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of reasons, part of it my fault, but um, they they will cross over with all kinds of different um, church backgrounds there that are more challenging for me to do in Thomasville. But... What I got from him, 
I look, there's two men in my life. He was one of them and my pastor in, over in Alabama that God used to teach me how to disciple. Okay. So teach us right here. Tell us, what do you do? And now let, let's go back to what does he do? I mean, you talk about he, he models it. That, see, this is, there's a Acts. I, I, I called this at the Billy Graham Training Center in 99. A man named Howard Hendricks was a uh, great, he taught at Dallas Theological. I stayed there a week and he did a course called uh, First Century Church in the 21st Century. Okay. And he went to Acts 1 1. Luke says, uh, I begin my former book, Theophilus, I begin to write about what Jesus did and taught. He stopped. He said, Do not miss the order. Do teach. And that's. 2 Timothy 2.2 2 is probably my life verse. Paul tells Timothy, the things you've heard me uh, teach in the presence of witnesses, teach to reliable men, they may teach others. Okay. That's repetition. multiplying. Repetition, yeah. multiplying. Yeah. That's my goal. And it's um, really been an exciting thing to, to see young people catch this. Because I'm me and I'm in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but I'm, tell me the name of the pastor in Switzerland again. Heinz Strupler. Oh my! <laughs> H E, just like the ketchup. Heinz and then S T R U. Heinz Scoopler. Stroop S T S T R U. Okay. P L E R. So I'll refer to him as Brother Heinz. Brother Heinz. Okay. So this is this is on his heart. Yes. Okay. And he starts something called School of Leadership, Theology. no, uh, Theologic and Leadership. And his vision is that it won't necessarily be brick and mortar. It's right. going to be, I'm going to meet young people. Is it mostly young people? So, they, he has done, he, re, he recruited some young people to help him. And he's got one now that's been with him for close to 20 years. And he's turned it over to him. And he's in okay. his 40s right now. But, but uh, their average age is probably... 24, 25, and uh, they can have them in 19, 20, 21, but average age probably 25. Okay, but he, but he's, he gets his vision. Yes. Okay. And he starts. Yes. He walks out the door of his house and he meets somebody. I mean, am, I, am I close? Well, he, he's, he really, he grew up, he came to the States and got all of his t training in school. Okay. And I don't, he started discipling people. Well, you're right. Let me tell you what he did. He modeled it. I watched a young man while I was staying with him. A young man came over and spent the weekend. Okay. He said, David, Sunday morning we're going to his church because I've been discipling him one-on-one. -on -one. Now, he, come to my, he came through my school, but now I'm meeting with him to pass on to him. And so we went to a restaurant. And that's the guy It just started not two or three months earlier at church. Had probably 50, 60 people there. And Hines sat in the back. But he was responsible for helping this young man get to where he was by modeling discipleship for him. But do you, so know, yes. but do you know where Hines met this young man? Probably, probably in church. Okay. What, what I'm trying to figure out here right. is it. His ministry in the beginning was it mostly just meeting total strangers, or was it going no, to no, churches? No, no, he, he was getting uh, believers okay. to, to multiply. Now, I'll tell you what he does. To this day, every Tuesday, he takes people out on the streets of Zurich okay. and shares the gospel himself. Okay, with a with probably 
uh, 80 to 100 students. See, that's that's where, I, where I'm going here because yeah, I, yes. I want to figure this out because I've, I've done street evangelism. Right. It's not hard. I mean, I mean, no, it's not easy. It's hard. I meant to say it's hard. Right. Right. <laughs> I got it backwards. It's hard. Yes, it is. I mean, you go and you think, oh, these people are just going to be, next thing you know, uh, they're, gonna, they're just going to get saved because I'm talking to them. No, they're pretty much going to reject you. <laughs> and uh, most of them, it's been my experience. I remember going down to uh, Fountain Square one time in Cincinnati, Ohio. It was back when I was a student at Cincinnati Bible Seminary in Cincinnati. And uh, most of those people down there knew more about the Bible than I did. The people I'm trying to go win for Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to go, oh, really? <laughs> Is this what I'm saying? Oh, I yes, mean, I understand. Th- th- so, so a person that has it in their mind, I'm going to go out and I'm just going to meet people and I'm going to disciple people. If you don't have a pretty thick skin, you're not going to last long. No. And the other thing that, that, that Heinz taught us was a way to ask questions before you told what you believed. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, I've studied a lot of leadership. My, my, my little Christian degree that I got from another school is in Christian leadership. And I, okay. I've read a book called Everybody Communicates, Few Connect. Okay. And what that means is people, we got had old saying in sales, people don't care what you know till they know that you care. Okay. And today, well, I'm doing this here in Tallahassee with young people. We go to Lake Yellow, Cascade Park, and we are engaging based on questions and finding out someone's need before we try to give them something we have. Okay. So, so, so you're going to Lake Yellow? Yeah. Are you going to Cascades Park? And what are you doing? You're, you're just sitting sitting there? No, uh, we walk around. Walking around? And, and approaching. You know, Pro- approaching total strangers. Yes, indeed. And, and how's that going? It's been in well, uh, Pastor. Here's what's amazing. I've been doing this since 1991, going to the streets in Alabama, Georgia, and overseas. Every couple from Africa, Kenya to Switzerland, Albania, uh, all of that. So, um, what we're finding now, people are more open right now. Really, the last time they were this open was in the early 90s, and it's the chaotic. Uh, craziness in the world. All the confusion and all this going on in the world has people wonder. I'll give you an example. Last uh, National Day of Prayer, last May, we took about 20 of us to Lake Ella. And all we did was say, Today is a National Day of Prayer. Is there anything we can pray for you about? Not one person turned us down. Really? It was mind boggling to me, Pastor. But, you know, pain does amazing things for people. Mm -hmm. It makes them hungry. And when you ask them, my question to them is this. We've had some crazy times in this world. What we want to do is if there's anything we can pray for you about that you got going on that you had to go through. Uh, You know, there's been people lost loved ones and all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And when you ask them in that way and you hit a nerve. And they say, oh, man, I, I lost my, my grandparents. I lost my my brother or what. Well, then you got, well, let me just pray for you. Right. Well, the thing that, that's, uh, I'm trying to work my way through here is, yes, is, you know, going down the street or walking up the street and just talking to a total stranger. In this day and age, people are generally not really receptive to that. So just, just talk to somebody that they don't know. Well, you got to be, you got to, well, first of all, a lot of prayer goes into mm-hmm. Lord, lead us. You know, there's a verse Jesus told his disciples uh, before he was getting ready to leave this world in like John 14, 
14 and 15, he said, I, my father's always at work. I'm always at work. So my job is to join him mm-hmm. and look and find somebody that he's already working on. Because Romans, I believe it's Romans, says they can't come unless the Holy Spirit draws them. So we're trying to connect. We're just a conduit. The Bible says we're ambassadors. But what you're doing is that you're going and you're either sowing seed or, exactly. you're, or you're watering the seed. So and every now and then we get to harvest. Every right, now and right, then right, somebody right. says, yeah. what must I do to be saved? Yeah, because I was preaching this to my congregation not too long ago. So it's, you know, our, our responsibility is just, he said, the sower went forth to sow. Right. And so we're out there just sowing the seed. We're not always going to be able to know where that seed is going to land, but somebody else may come along and say, okay, here's some seed here. I think I'll water it. And then until somebody reaps the harvest. And, and, and every now and then, and, and we we're seeing it, like I said, we've had more. That we use the term, because like you said, we use the term profession of faith. Okay. Because I don't know. Now, you, uh, we've had more with these young people because pastors, they stay connected better than I used to. They, they're they on that social media oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, and they, yeah. They stay, I mean, <laughs> so they do follow, what, I, what we used to call follow-up. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they do it a lot better than I did. Uh, it, it amazes me. Yeah, it they amazes they me. know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, it's a totally different world. Totally than different I world than me and you grew up in. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm getting at is we're finding some that are, I mean, like – we can get a professional faith, and the next day they're on, they're texting or Facebook or something, and they're in church. They're in church yeah, with them yeah, that yeah. week or at a Bible study. Yeah, more than I ever saw. Yes, I, I talked to a friend of mine the other day. He lives in New York. He's we're old Navy buddies, and uh, he has a son that's kind of been wayward. And he, he was talking to him on the phone, and the son said, uh, "He said, talk to his dad. He said, Dad." Uh, Tell me about your faith. Now, this this young man's been he's been out there doing whatever. But he's asking his dad about his faith because he knew his dad's been faithful. I led him to the Lord back nineteen eighty seventy three. <laughs> you know. Uh, and uh, anyway, in the process of this, he yes. started talking about his roommate. And uh, he said uh, he said he said to his dad, he said, Dad, tell me about that guy that you know that y'all were that you were in navy with. That's me. <laughs> He began to tell him. So he's telling the roommate, okay? So the roommate says, what's his name? Next thing you know, you Google him. <laughs> and he's got me. I mean, just like that, he's got me, and he's got my book. <laughs> and he's, he says to, to my friend, he says, you know this guy? Your point. <laughs> exactly. Just, just like the that. The connection. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they had me on, yes. on Google right there in front of him. And yeah. he, he knows all about me. He knows I wrote a book. He knows I do radio, all this stuff. And then... <laughs> For you and me, I'm going, man, I can't keep up with this stuff. No, no <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. But, but it's, it's, but it's a, working. Yeah, it's, 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 right. The people, these young people I'm with are using it to draw people into a relationship. Absolutely. And uh, I'll tell you what's uh, impressive to me, Pastor, is these young group I'm working with, they're a part of a Bible study two or three times a week. Really? Yes, really? a couple of them that I'm really close with. Every Friday night they have a dinner, praise. Uh, they do about three or four songs. They pray, they read the word, and they break bread together. Yeah. Now, when you say you're working with them, these are some of my students. Describe that to me. What are you? What are you doing? Okay, we have been. We've taken the evan- the old EE evangelism material, right. condensed it. Okay. 
and we do a one-day complete workshop. We, we've we had the low side. We've had about 12 to 15. This past January, we had 28. Okay. And out of that 28, 21 of them signed up to come do what we call OJT. That's going to Lake Ella, Cascade Park. Uh, they do a lot of work on campus because we got a lot of students. A lot of these are FSU students. Okay. So, you know, you said no brick and mortar. We do a classroom, and then I, we meet under the big oak tree at Lake Ella okay. for our follow-up training and then what we call OJT, which is what we're talking about going out talking to people. But how are you contacting them? Through your social media? No, I, well, I, I call them. <laughs> you call them? I call okay. the young people. But, but these are young people that yes. you have developed a relationship yes. with. Yes. And you met them through different well, events. Well, this is an amazing – I told you about a young man that you, you will meet. Uh, his name's Sean Kane here in Tallahassee. About six or seven, I don't know. If, you know something, brother? When I tell you the other day, that could have been last week, could have been hey, five years you. ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> you, with you, I know. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I, I'm thinking it was about six years ago. I was doing one of these Share Your Faith workshops at the Tallahassee Christian College Saturday morning. Okay. Well, I had about six sign up at nine o'clock, nobody's there. So I started calling them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, Sean asked, said, oh, man, I'm sorry, I overslept. I'll be there in 20 minutes. He's the only one that showed up. I did the whole class for him. He knew a lot of these people that are my friends now. So he went out, me and him went out, started training him, going out on the street. Well, he started seeing the fruit. Well, then he starts posting on all those medias and social media. So they start coming to him. Okay. So the next thing we got... Last March in 2021, we had about 15 people. Then we intentionally set it up for 9/11/21. We did our training on on that on that day. We had about um, 18. Okay. And then this past January, we had 28, as I said earlier. And watching this now, some drop out. Just like the, there's also in discipleship, there's good soil, there's fertile sure, soil. Sure. But but yeah. the ones that stick around are a core group. Yeah. And now we're getting ready to, um, and uh, there's a group staying in around here, not leaving town that are students. So we got about 15 in May we're going to train. So basically, your school is a uh, core of people that you have met. Yes. You're meeting occasionally. You, do, you, do, you, do you have regular t- times that you meet? Oh, yes, yes. We have, we have a schedule. We have a schedule. Oh, you have a schedule? Yes. And then they come to your meetings. Yes. And then from time to time you go do training. You know, yes. Take them out in the streets, yes. this sort of thing. So when you talk about I have a school, then you actually have a, a list of young people that you yes. say, I'm assuming it's young people. Some of them yes. are not so young. Well, the oldest is about 33. Okay. I mean, that's, that, and for me and you, that's young. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is that this is your school. Yes. You, you, you have a yes. list. Yes. Of these young people. Yes. Is is there a point they ever graduate? We're putting together right now something that um, I want to call a M- MDA. We, we're, we're working on this right okay. now. Masters of Discipleship Applied. In okay. other words, if you're not applying it, you're not. Okay. I just read that 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. In order to graduate, you need to do four get um great great grandchildren right that's what that's my goal because i know i'm in the fourth quarter and i when i should jesus tarry i want to leave something behind sure and yeah. if i got them discipling and tra- passing it on 
then I've done what God's called me to do. So, yes, we we meet, we have schedules, and yes, we have graduation. We give them a certificate. We 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 give them a certificate after um, about ten weeks. Okay. If they pass a test, they got to they got to learn an outline and learn and learn how to talk to people. We teach them how to build the connection and connect without offending. Now, the gospel will be offensive. Some of them don't yeah. want to talk to you, but... But now, it sounds to me like it, most of the uh, schooling is, is happening here in Tallahassee. It is. Okay. But you live in Thomasville, right? Yes. So that's that's the only connection. It's the fact that yes. you live in Thomasville. Yes. But you spend a lot, you spend a lot, of, time a lot of time in Tallahassee. That's God's doing. Right. I am um, I'm met with a guy last weekend today in, in Thomasville that wants me to start this with a group he's, a young group he's with. And I'm on, I'm on, I'm exploring it. Because I want to multiply myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what people did for me. And I want to pass on. It's not mine. Well, the gospel really isn't mine to keep. He, he, he wants, he, God really called me. Acts 1 8, you'll receive power in the Holy Spirit. You'll be my witness. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal is to pass it on to these young people. And we got a good structure, we got a plan, but we know that we got to go where God leads us. Sure. Now, you say that you're a full-time missionary. Yes. Now, does that mean there's people behind the scenes that we don't necessarily know that's supporting? Yes. Okay. And how did you establish that? On uh, friend, friends, network of friends. I, um, actually, a good friend, this is a, a God story, a friend of mine in Thomasville had lunch the, um, about a week after I quit my job, and I didn't know her and my wife were real close, and and we all went to church together. And she, he, my, it's the first person we met in church. And her and my wife got to be, and her husband passed away right after we got to know her. And uh, she had a business. Well, the day I told her this, she hands me a check for $10,000. So oh, start, my goodness. She starts your ministry solid. And oh, wow. She, <laughs> she went on to, to do that uh, more than that every year for about 20 years till she passed you know, away. When you decided to quit your job, that was a huge step, was it not? Brother, that was, I had people tell me I was crazy. And I said, That's not, we can talk about that later. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that part. But God <laughs> said, do it. And he's been more faithful in the last 23 years than I can. I, God, I, brother, I just cannot tell you. Okay, now let me make sure I, I got this straight now. Yes, sir. You're, you're a salesman. Was. Was. Yes. Okay. And you have a regular job. Yes. And then God speaks to you and says, this is what I want you to do. Yes. I want you to start a school of international school of, of uh, theology and leadership. I didn't start the school right then, but I did stop my job and start discipling. Okay. The school came about five, six years later. So so in, in the beginning, yes. you're just discipling people. Yes. You're not, you're not meeting with them on a regular basis. Well, I was doing it through. I had several churches in Thomasville. And and then I would, most of it was overseas though. Okay, I'd go. I'd spend out of a twelve month. I'd spend five six months overseas, not all at one time, spread out. Okay. Now, now when you would go overseas and you, 
win people to Christ or whatever? Did, were you staying connected with these people? No, I, I, I trained the churches over there, and they still. I connected. see. Okay, so you trained the churches to right. do all time using this material yes. Yes. from the multiplying uh, the Coral Ridge. Yes, um, who, what was it called? The, the, Evangelism explosion. Evangelism James explosion. I, I remember it. I remember. It. I, remember it. I think I have the book up in my library, up in my office up there. Okay, so so we're, I'm I'm trying to draw a picture here. I got you. For, for I'm, the, I'm trying uh, to paint it. <laughs> well, no, no, we're doing good. So, so the radio audience to understand what it is that that you're doing for the gospel and how it all came about, and and where where you going in the future, and and we'll play some music first, and uh, and then we'll give you time to think about it. Okay, brother. And then then we'll come back. This has so been fun for all of those of you who are just tuned in. This is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your regular host. I get to do this every Sunday, see. <laughs> Brother David, this is Brother David Parrish. He's my guest here today. And uh, I don't know about him, but I like Southern Gospel. If you've, if you've listened to my show before, you know this. Glory. It's a tribute quartet. Hallelujah. Amen. Now the church ought to be just shouting this in. Yes, Lord. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. God's going to send revival all over this land, and he's raising up people like Brother David Parrish. It's going to help lead the way. Hallelujah. Welcome this morning. I uh, hope that you're on your way to church, but you may say, well, Pastor King, I don't go to church. I don't have a church. Hey, I got the solution. <laughs> I just happen to be the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. We start our service at 11.05 on Sunday morning. You've got plenty of time to get there. You can listen to the rest of this show and still make it on time. And I would encourage you to do so. FRCM.us, that's the website if you want to check that out. If you're on Park Avenue or Capital Circle heading toward Park Avenue and you cross over Easterwood, you're not far. Look for us on the right-hand side. You'll see a sign out there on Sunday morning. We'd love to see you. Bring the family. Also, if you are a person who likes Southern Gospel music like I do, then you're going to want to join me on Saturday night here on 94.1 for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing, a full hour of the best music in the land. That's my opinion, but I'm entitled to my opinion, <laughs> and I love the music, and I love playing it for you. And also, Monday through Friday here on 94.1, it's the Gospel on the radio broadcast. That's a daily Bible teaching of the Word of God. So I get you all up to date on all of that, and uh, well, Brother Parrish, I'm I'm uh, I'm just uh, intrigued by what you've been telling us, and my heart is with you, yes. and I want to learn. I'm I mean, I'm here to learn because uh, I think our visions are very much similar. I'm, yes. I'm probably going to learn a few things from you and your techniques here because my my burden is very much. Uh, Young people connecting with the Bible, the Word of God, because, well, from what I see, and I've been involved in youth ministry for almost forever, it seems like it, and I've run youth camps and youth conferences, and I've been around a lot of young people, and sometimes I'll just start asking them Bible questions, and I'm astounded yep. by what they don't know. Yep. And uh, so what you're talking about here is just finding ways to do it outside of the walls of church. We're not opposed to the church. Oh, well, I love it, brother. Yeah, I love church. Yeah. We want to add. Love it. We yes. want to add, too. Yes. Add, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
uh, my goodness, I'm encouraging churches to teach the Word of God. Man, I grew up in a, a little bitty church in Sunrise, Kentucky, <laughs> and that is, well, just nowhere. <laughs> I mean, it's, but, but down in the basement of that little church, Sunday school, I learned the Bible, learned the Bible stories. Those precious women who would sit down there with us, <laughs> me, and, me and my brothers, we were a bunch of knotheads, but uh, they teach us. We're not seeing that as much as, as we did. It's true. And so, um, I see my passion is, is to uh, teach them the Word of God, and, and I, I, have, I have vision very similar to what you're talking about. But you're doing it. I mean, yes, I'm talking about it. You're doing it. <laughs> so I, well, I want to hear more. Well, back to what you I correlate where you were in Kentucky. I was in a very small church. Baptist Church in Ozark, Alabama. Okay, now, if you that. spell that backwards, it spells crazy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's our little inside joke yeah. there. But I was in the back room in RA's, Royal Ambassadors, right. was the little Southern Baptist. Right. But I learned the same, same sure. stories. Sure, um, there was a There was a foundation in me, and in, I'm sure in you, that even before I became a believer, there there was seed in there. Sure, and that I believe when it got when it when I added Jesus and the Holy Spirit and I got born again, that there was a lot of word already in there that just wanted and but now I got a hunger for it. And what I'm I hear you saying something. I'm how do we whet their appetite? Sure, this is something okay. that I I try to. Uh, in part to these young people that I'm working with. I do a daily Bible plan that takes me through the Bible in a year. And I I, try, I, I, um, I got two of them. One of them I can listen to, one of them I can read. And I, so I, there's no substitute for the Word of God. No, no. You cannot. Now, I love to read. I got a bunch of books. I've studied. I love it. But you cannot. It's, it's alive. Sure. And what I'm finding with some of these young people that we're working with, once they taste it mm -hmm. and see that it is good, the one thing that I'm learning by being around them, they want authenticity and truth. Mm -hmm. They don't want a facade of um, Christianese. They want to know that you're mm -hmm. in this. And I got a new term that I coined. I call, I call it modelvation. I want model? a model vation. Okay. I want a model for them to motivate them okay. instead of motivation. Okay. If I model it, then I'm showing them. And so what I'll do, a couple of them travel around in their work, and they'll call, they'll text me and say, I'm on the road. Can you talk? Yes. Get on the phone, and I start reading the Word, start praying with them. Mm -hmm. I'm modeling for them a behavior. Right, right. And that's, and that's what we do with this training. We do a classroom, then we go out, and I model how to talk to a stranger and then the next week, the week after, I'll let them have a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. I don't give it to them all at once. They don't have to learn a whole lot at once. Right. It's called incremental learning. But then I let them watch me, and then after a while, I'm watching them. And if they trip and fall, I'm right there. to, to I'll take it over, and there's no feelings hurt. And pretty soon, eight, nine weeks, they got it, and mm -hmm. I'm just watching them. Right. But one of the things that you mentioned a few minutes ago, and I just want to add to it sure talk about a system of being a daily bible reader yes sir and uh 2009 
<laughs> here, here at the building we're in right now. Yes, sir. God literally drugged me down to the altar on a Sunday morning and, and convicted me. I mean, it was very tough discipline. Yes. Because that I had not been faithful in the, the word. And he gave me a system that's very simple. But my system takes me through the Gospels every four months. Every four months I'm reading the Gospels. Yes. It's amazing how this is revolutionized my preaching, everything else. But I'm saying this, and then I'm talking to the radio audience here. If you are a believer and you're not in the Word every day, then you need to find a way to do so. Yes. Because in my commitment, this one thing I will do. I will not go a 24-hour period without getting into my readings because this is what is strengthening me. So to every believer, this is my admonition to you. You need to find a way to be in the Word. Yes, sir. Because that's how you're going to grow in the strength. So, Got a quote that I just heard. Okay. All word will blow you up. All prayer will dry you up. Word and prayer will grow you up. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do both. Yeah. It's not diminishing either one. Right, right. But, but you cannot, the living word, I'm... Here's what my encouragement to the people listening. In today's culture, treading water is not going to happen. Hmm. If you're not moving a full head of steam in the Word and in prayer, you'll get swept away. Yeah, because there's so many things happening now. It, it becomes oh, overwhelming. If you yes. don't have the Word of God to help you, and if you're not in a daily uh, a commitment of prayer, you're gonna you're gonna get blown up. Yes, sir. yes, sir. It's, it's yeah. true. It's just too much going on, and if you know, if you listen to this voice or that voice or over here, you can't let yourself get caught up like that. No. The Word of God will stabilize you, and it will help you to be able to live that consistent life. My plan every morning, and once again, this is I, I know this. I know everybody don't get. I'm not legalistic about this because sometimes you have emergencies, you have things. But in the morning, when I get up, I get my cup of coffee, I go get in the Word. My wife goes and gets in the Word. We come together, talk about the Word, and then we pray the armor on every day. I know what I'm going to face when I walk out my door. There's an enemy that came to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe it, you're blind and can't see what's going on in this world. John chapter 10. And I made this statement in a prayer meeting the other day. I said, if you want to see... We're saying his work. Just look around. Mm-hmm. See where there's killing. See where there's stealing. See where there's destroying. He's there. Right. <laughs> don't, right. You don't have to look far. Right. And I know that if I'm going out there and I'm going to do what God's called me to do in discipling and training young people, I, I, this isn't, it's not as written in the Bible. I start from the head and go to the toe. I put on the helmet. As we think, so are we. Take that to my thoughts. We have a, a breastplate that is given us a right standing through the blood of Jesus. And it's, we need to use that to do right living. The breastplate is, is a gift. It's a righteousness imparted to us. But then we make a choice to live right. Then we got the shield of faith that if I hold it up and appropriate it, the darts of doubt and fear and anxiety, uh, he's creator of heaven and earth. So this object of my faith is huge. I always pray that. That living word, brother, those promises... <laughs> Uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Right. He's using the enemy, then he's in the world. 
You are willing and able to do more than I could think or imagine. You have a plan, to, a, a future, and a hope to prosper me, not harm me. Promises. I pray that. Then I say, that leads to peace. <laughs> I can walk with Shah sure. with peace if I do. So then my next prayer is, uh, the Lord lead me not in temptation, but deliver me from evil. I, I don't, I know where I am in my life, and I can't live. Man shall not live by bread alone, by the every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. And I realize that, and I don't want to waver in the end. Right. You know, I don't. You see, people that you know they, they're going along great, and here's what you can you you bank on this: when you start sliding out, you're out of the word. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh well. By the way, brother, got it. And, and and they'll quit going to church too. You were. In, I was in the <laughs> Navy also. Okay. And in 1975 in San Diego, not I was not a Christian. To this day, I remember a sign. The um, what? What was on the? Not a sign. What was that on the on the on the church? Or the um, oh gosh, it was a quote. <laughs> and the quote on out on this church was. If there's dust in your Bible, there's dirt in your life. <laughs> I remember that's been 47 wow, wow, that's good. years ago. If there's dust in your Bible, there's, there's dirt, dirt in your, your life. life. <laughs> I've never forgot. I'll have to remember that one. And I don't want dirt, brother. Right, right. So I try to keep yeah. the dust out of yeah. the Bible. <laughs> All right, now I'm gonna I'm gonna stir us in a different direction here. It's, oh. it's along the same way. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, something I'm I'm picking up on something here, and. Uh, it goes along with, with something that the Lord has showed me about three years ago, just reading through the Gospel of John. Yes. And it has to do with the third chapter of John when Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night. Yep. Most people, if I ask them, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about to mean to put you on the spot here, but when I ask most people, I say, well, what is it that Nicodemus wanted to know? Most people will say, well, he wanted to know how to get born again. And that's not what Nicodemus wanted to know. That's not what Nicodemus asked Jesus. Nicodemus asked Jesus, how do you do the miracles? That's what he wanted to know. Jesus volunteered the information that you have to be born again, which brought me to the question, what, what is the true being born again experience? And I'm, I'm, I'm afraid what happens is that a lot of people miss that point. And they don't realize that a, that a born-again experience is a spiritual awakening. It's something that happens in the spirit. It doesn't happen in the flesh. Right. So what happens is if somebody says, well, I'm going to become a disciple of Jesus Christ, but they're going to try to do it in their flesh. Can't happen. They're, it, they're not going to be successful. No, sir. So, so it has to begin in the spirit. It has to become a spiritual thing. Yes, sir. The spiritual, when, when a person is truly born again and they become awakened in their spirit, that's when the love of the Word of God will come to you because yes, the Spirit, it becomes hunger. He says yes, that sir. living water that's within you yes, sir. draws you to the Word. Yes, sir. And so as I'm thinking about, okay, Lord, how do I connect to these young people? That's the first thing. We, we have to get them out of the, the concept, well, I need to do this in my flesh. I need to go become a disciple. No, I need to get born again. I need to truly have an encounter with God. It's what I call the altar experience because you remember every great man of God using the Bible had an altar experience. Yes, sir. Changed them. Yes, sir. Totally changed, changed and transformed their lives. The Apostle Paul of Damascus Road, you go on and on and on. Burning Bush, Moses. Yeah, yeah. And I even, I even think in a lot of ways when, when Peter 
had that sheet come down, I think that was something spiritual happened there because he was, you know, Peter was a man who struggled in a lot of ways. <laughs> One of my favorite characters is Peter. Yeah, yeah, because he's so much like us. A, a matter of fact, like I'm me. teaching. Yeah, he's like me. Yeah, no, yeah. he's got. He had. Uh, I call it fickleitis. Fickleitis. Yes, sir. He was. He 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 depicted the human nature of. Absolutely. He could go. He was like a yo-yo. That's why we identify with him. So me too. Much. I do. Bro, that's scary. Me. Yeah. I mean, you got too much in common. But, but see, that's that's the point. But but when he had that spiritual encounter with God, yes. There, when that sheet came down from heaven, he said, "Lord, I've never eaten anything common or unclean." He says, "That which I have cleansed, let no man call common or unclean. Rise, slay, and eat." Yes. See, that changed that old. Yes, and then, then I go back. Maybe, maybe I should go even further back. Sea of Galilee, when when Jesus just literally broke his heart. <laughs> yes, sir. And maybe uh, maybe that was his his altar experience. But but God did a transforming work in his life. That's when we become fruitful. Yes. And so that I just, I don't know, I kept hearing this and I'm going, I got to get this in here because people need to understand. It's not just something that you're going to be able to just say, well, today I'm going to become a disciple of Christ. I think it has to begin at the altar. There is a, um, the man who got my attention was not a pastor. I was in sales out in Houston. I was a heathen. And I, he, he said, David, I watch you. He said, "You, if there's not a party, you look. You'll make one." He said, "You live for the moment." So you're he said, sanguine. He said, "Yes." No. He said, "Besides that, you're emotional yo-yo. If you have a great week, I got to peel you off the ceiling. If you have a bad week, I got to peel you off the floor." He said, "But I got one th- thought for you. I want you to think about." Okay. He said, "You're going to be dead a whole lot longer than you're alive. You might want to think about where you're going to spend all oh, that time." Oh my goodness, that's a good thought, now, Pastor. It really doesn't matter what you believe about the Bible, God. Go through a cemetery. Yeah. There's tombstones there, been there for 150, 200 yep, years. Yep. They're somewhere. Did that get your attention? It did. Oh, brother. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it made me, I mean, my goodness. You, you got to stop and think. Yeah. And I just shared with a group of people uh, on Easter Sunday. I said, I've never been much of a gambler. But the one gamble I would not want to take, and to me it's not a gamble, because I, 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 this word is like you just said, I know what came into me and changed me. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't want to gamble. If I'm sitting out there listening today, please don't gamble mm-hmm. that on your eternal destiny. Mm-hmm. It's, the, the gamble is not worth it. Look, listen, brother, if, I, if me and you're wrong, no harm, no foul. No, no, no harm, yeah. But if we're right, yeah. and you don't know Jesus Christ, he is not. And here's the two questions we ask this. These are the, these two questions are the most powerful thing in this whole thing that we teach young people. After we build a relationship and and earn the right, you have to connect before you ask. These are personal, and you got to ask permission. May I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Have you come to the place in your spiritual life, if you died today, that you know for sure? You'd go to heaven, mm-hmm. or are you still working on that? Wow. Stop right there. Don't say another word till they say something. Mm-hmm. Well, I think so. I'm working on it. Great. The Bible says these things are written so that I may know I have eternal life. Mm-hmm. That's the word of God. May I ask you a second question? Yeah. If something happened, God forbid, I hope you live a long life, but if you died today and you stood before God and God said, why should I let you come into my heaven? What would you say? 
Brother, I can't tell you in 30 years how many people have told me I never killed anybody. I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. Right. I go to church. Right. I go down the line. And then, then the next words out of my mouth are, thank you for your honesty and your answer. After hearing them, I think I got the greatest news you've ever heard. And then I say, may I share with you? Mm-hmm. But you notice something I've done. Our connection is is by, will you? they'll tell you when to stop. Mm-hmm. And if they tell me, oh, that's too personal, I want to have a great day. All right. God bless you. If you want to read something here, and if it don't mean nothing to you, throw it away. Yeah. Because you can't talk somebody into it. That's not our job anyway. No, but that's that's the point where you you sow the seed. Okay, sow the now, seed. Now, somebody else is going to come along later and, and water this. It's time but for me to stop. But here's what happens. Yeah. This is what's amazing. You know when you're talking to somebody, and we got a five-point outline that we use, but it's a conversation. It's, people, is, when they start it, some of them will say it's can, but when they finish it, they say, no, this is a, this is relational. It's not. It's uh, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. It's by grace you're saved through faith. All men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Man can't save himself. God is a loving God, but he's also just and must punish sin. Christ, both God and man, died on the cross, paid the penalty. It takes faith, not head knowledge. The Bible says demons believe. Now, if somebody, here's what's amazing. Somebody can get interrupted. Say, I get, I, I get to um, who God is, and their phone rings. And they, yeah, 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 and they come back and say, go ahead, where were you? Mm-hmm. Brother, the Holy Spirit is at work. <laughs> yeah. They're being drawn. Now, if they say, hey, I, just, I don't want any man this too personal. I don't want to talk to you. Uh, we, we, I'll call you later. What? It's okay. Like you said, we plant some seed. Right, right. And that's all. We're yeah. called to do that. Yeah. Not We're uh, an ambassador. You know, the yeah. Bible, Paul says we're to be ambassadors. Yeah. The literal definition is someone who takes the message from a king and not responsible for the response. Mm-hmm. So that's a, if we take that on, it le- relieves the pressure off yeah, of us. So this 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 guy when you were in sales, that's what he did. He just he just planted well, he some planted seed. seed. He just dropped some seed <laughs> dropped on you there and, on and went on. Went on. But but that seed it it, it, took it, root. it began to do what it's That's it, what we it, don't ever know. Right. This is right. why um I got. I told my team. I came up with a GPS: gather, prepare, and scatter. No, you, you, you're big on these acronyms. <laughs> yes, sir, I love them. I see. Here's what I learned: an educator will take the simple and make it complex. Uh-huh. A communicator will make the complex and, and make, make it, it simple. simple. Right. And I want to be a communicator I, right. because I am. I'm. I am some kind of simple, bro. I came from Alabama, and I'm a simple. Well, the thing person. about it is, what good is if if they don't get it? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What is that? One of my leadership principles is: if you shoot over somebody's head with big language, all you proved is your bad shot. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times, what happens is we get caught up in ourselves. Oh yeah. Know? Oh my goodness. And then how impressive we can be. Yeah. yeah. And that's not it, because the truth is, is that we want the Holy Spirit. To be doing everything, everything you know, we got to depend on him. Yeah, we just want to turn it over to him and let, let him use us as a vessel to speak what he wants to, wants to be spoke. The Holy Spirit will plant the seed and He will do the work. Yes, if we can learn just to rely on on that. Yes, sir. But sometimes we get intimidated before we ever get started because we know the Bible says the, the devil comes like a roaring lion, yes. but he's chained. But we forget that part. Well, and, there's there's a, you, there's Take that sentence, like, 
Arroyo. We've got the lion of the tribe of Judah on our side. <laughs> That's right. He comes. Our lion's bigger than your lion. Way bigger than his lion. <laughs> That's a good word, brother. Yeah. That's a good word. That's right. That's so that what what I don't what I want to share with the audience. Don't be intimidated. I did a uh, my buddy in Switzerland. Uh, he asked me to teach at a leadership conference, and the Lord is right after the millennium. And the Lord gave me this story to teach. I said, you know, the, we use the word postmodern, that the culture has gone postmodern, that all of our everything, the, the biblical way is gone, it, it no longer works, everything's materialism and postmodernism. Right. Well, Switzerland is an incredibly postmodern country. So here was my story. I said, let me tell you what did not happen in heaven, January 2000. 2000. Jesus did not say, hey, Peter, come here, buddy. It's a new millennium. We're outdated. They're postmodern. What, what? <laughs> no. Paul, come here, man. What are we going to do? Right. Uh, we're, 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 are we irrelevant now? And then, I, brother, I, I let out a shout. I said, Jesus Christ has never bowed to culture. He never will. Culture will ultimately bow to him and always has and always will. Yeah. Every that, knee shall bow and, and every, every tongue, tongue shall confess. confess. So right. I want to encourage everybody. Don't be intimidated, but also be gentle in asking questions to earn the right to share. Right. Because well, of what you talked about exactly. earlier. Asking for permission right. to be able to speak into their lives. Right. Uh, They'll tell you when to stop. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's a great concept, though, because yes, sir. Uh, because you're, you're, you're being respectful of them or whatever. And then if they say no, you move on. But the thing about it is that from what you're telling me, the People are also polite. Most people are. And, well, and I know I won't say no. And they listen. They listen. And that's all we're asking yeah, for. Yeah. And like you, what you're saying is so true. Sowing seed. And I got a guy who taught me, he said, if you put a pebble in their shoe to make them uncomfortable when they leave, that's it. You can't get soft. That's all yeah, you do. Yeah. That's what that guy did for me. Made me but, uncomfortable. Yeah, but something about it is it just like this guy that you talk about when you were in sales and he, he planted that seed. Yeah. Did you ever have another conversation with him after that? I don't. If I did, I don't remember yeah. it. I, I, he's, he's a guy that I wish I could see. Yeah. But, to, but see, the thing, thing about it is that sometimes it's the other way. Sometimes, okay, somebody just plants a seed, and then, but then later, then, then another conversation will come up. And, and you can continue with that with the same person exactly. but you but you do it on their terms now we're always concerned oh why do they die before they get saved well, that, that's god's business it's god's business yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah i'm not holy ghost junior yeah yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not, I can't be god yeah yeah i had a uh, when I, I worked in a photo lab when i was on the ship in the navy and uh had a guy who we worked with every day in the dark yeah. <laughs> developing pictures and stuff like that he had a twin brother on the ship I tell him all about church on Sunday and all everything about the sermon. He go tell his brother. His brother got saved. <laughs> I was never able to, to to win this brother, and I mean, maybe later he did. But his brother got saved. I mean, he, he would just repeat to his brother that his brother finally accepted Christ. That's amazing, isn't it? But you know, the word just went through him to the other, and uh, and you know the thing about it is that you plant the word. Quick and powerful. That's what the scripture yes, says. It's, yes. it's quick and powerful. It's strong and mighty. Yes. And God will do tremendous things just through his words. See, I believe in the power of the word. Me too. Yes, but go, going back to my burden for these young people, is that they're not getting the word. 
And uh, I'm like you. I'm getting at an age to where I'm going, God, what I'm going to do, yep. I need to do it. <laughs> well, that's why I'm multiplying myself right now mm-hmm. is the most important yeah. thing is having these young people that, and right now, the training, we've got a core group that coming up, I'm going to turn it over. Now, I'm going to be there to help them. Right. But I'm going to watch them and guide them. You're going to do what Jesus did and what Jesus taught us to do. He had his 12. Yes. And they follow. And we have to be that way, too. Yes. Raising up the 12. I heard uh, Billy Graham make the comment. He says, says, that I did not do that I should have done. I heard the same story. I heard the same speech by him. Yeah. Here's the thing. We're down to about a minute and a half. We've got a prayer before we go. So we have to say, God I got to give that to you too, because yes. I find myself being concerned about that, about my age. What am I going to do? I said, "Well, God, I've got, I've got to give that to you too." But Lord, please help me to be aware and treat every moment as valuable. Yes, because this is King to work, and we got souls at stake. Yes. Okay. All right, you got fifteen seconds. Take it. I just want to thank you for the opportunity, Amen. and I hope that somebody's been touched. I hope that you'll be encouraged to trust God and not be intimidated. Amen. I just praise God again for your for being here with you, brother. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be able to share the word on the radio. Father God, I just pray a hedge about this radio audience. Father God, to you be glory and praise. We pray for peace around the world, and we pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother David, it's been great to have you on the show. Great here, brother. I'll come back. (laughs) Had a good time with you. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. Thank you. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.